Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Create Quest podcast. Oh, look at look at Chris getting right up in there. Hey. <laughs> so we have uh, we have upgraded our studio setups a little bit, or in Chris's case, a whole whole lot. Uh, I'm using available equipment. Chris Chris had to had to one up me. He's like, "Well, watch this. Hold my beer." <laughs> I don't drink beer. I know. That was a Ken- hold my tea. That was a Kentuckyism. You should know that. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing comes good. For, uh, n- nothing after that statement is good. Normally. Normally, except for Chris's amazing camera setup. But yeah, yeah, that's not what this is about. I just wanted to comment on that because we both look better than we usually do, and it's all because of good camera angles <laughs> strike a pose yeah um yeah today today's episode is actually about critiques on on giving and receiving quality feedback on art which is really difficult right. to do but absolutely essential so chris i'm going to let you take it away here for just just a few actually it's been a minute what have you been up to, man? What have I been up to? What have to? you been up to? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, as you can see behind me, I'm, I'm getting all of my art that is not in a gallery set up in here so it looks good, like I'm actually an artist kind of thing. But, um, yeah, and getting this set up done and doing art every single day and trying to actually... Uh, get some feedback on my art that's in a gallery right now. So that's really important for me. It's really interesting when I set up this show that's at the Jansen Art Center in Linden, Washington. If you're interested, you can go to their website. One of the interesting things about putting your artwork out there, there's always a conversation that happens with your artwork. And as artists, we, well, at least for, for myself, I want a conversation to happen between my art and the person viewing it or other artists in some way. And this kind of feedback we're all really yearning for. I mean, I'm, I'm on proco.com. I'm on other forums with artists, this kind of thing. And what I've seen all the time consistently especially when I'm trying to help artists is they're not asking about, you know, how do I show up every day? Some of them are, you know, time management, things like that. What they're asking is, what do you think about my artwork, right? What do I need to work on? What do I need to change? What does this look like? Give me your opinion, please. And it's everywhere. Everybody wants some kind of feedback on their artwork. And there's, there's good ways of doing it and there's bad ways of doing it. Um, the bad ways, there's so, there's at least two kind of broad spectrums of unhelpful ways of critiquing or giving feedback on work. The, the, the first way I'm going to call the mom approach. So your mother will always say, it's wonderful. It's awesome. It's great. This is the best thing ever. Let's put it up on the refrigerator, which is good. I mean, it pumps up your ego a lot. You feel great. You keep moving forward but it doesn't give any productive, practical criticism because your mother is um, 
partial, right? She always will be. Your, your family normally always will be. So that's one approach to negative feedback or not helpful feedback. The other one is all negative, right? So we're on the other side of the spectrum where, yeah, your work sucks. This is terrible. Um, or I don't like it because of X, Y, and Z. So it's all the, the negative stuff of it. I think a good critique of art has both. It will have what I think is good about it, what I think you should work on, what the best parts of it, and then maybe some other negative. So you kind of go back and forth. One of the aphorisms that I've noticed with critiquing artwork is the critique sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah. Where you have bread, which I guess is the positive, and then you have the meat, which is the negative, and another positive. So there's always a balance between the two. I tend to want to put, you know, more of a balance, you know, a, a practical way for individuals to keep moving forward in some way also. When I critique people on Proco.com, when they're asking for responses, I normally always end with keep going, right? Keep working because, you know, do it again, try it again in this way, try this, try that to keep production flowing. What I found uh, with people, a, a lot of artists that are requesting feedback, a lot of times they're kind of underlying question above what do you think is, should I keep going, right? A am I any good at this? Uh, is this worth it for me to keep going? And they're asking for more of a psychological um, indication of that. And I think that's really important. So I, I tend to always end my, my, my quick feedback with you have something to show here. You are on a path that is beneficial to you and I, and just keep going, keep track and you'll see progress. Right. Wow. That was a lot. That is a lot. Go ahead, that is a lot. I'm actually going to take a step backwards really quick and, uh, talk about lean manufacturing. So this is just to illustrate the value of feedback. So, uh, lean manufacturing operates on the principle of quick iterations with a feedback loop. So you build something, you test it, and then you improve that thing, build something new, you test it and you improve that thing. But the only way to improve something is to get feedback. So it, it creates a loop that spirals upward. That's, that's the purpose of feedback. Now reassurance, which is the mom approach is never going to help you improve something. It, it boosts the ego, but it's not feedback. It's reassurance there. That's, that's sort of the differentiator there. And I think in order to improve as an artist, you really need to adopt and embrace that lean methodology mindset of, okay, well, I need feedback to improve. So let's turn into feedback fiends and just get all of the feedback we possibly can. Now I do wholeheartedly agree with you on the approach side of critiques. So the, the sort of critique sandwich is a good one. Um, as members of the optimized community, 
I really like the three, two, one optimize approach. So it's you know, what went well, hmm. what needs work, and what did I learn? How can I improve this? Uh, that that's a really useful self critique method, and it works really well in group critiques too. So that's that's something that you mentioned when you provide feedback. You you always tell them, you know, this is what I liked. This is where I think you could handle some improvement. Keep going. <laughs> I like where you started because it, it's almost like a product approach because honestly, you're, we're creating products for I me mean, kind of in a, in a very technical, you know, non artsy kind of way. We are creating something that, that is supposed to be viewed. So we're creating a product. So you, you, you create a product, you put it out in the world, you, and this is your feedback. People buy it. People don't buy it. Or some, some people buy it. They hate it. They return it, you know, so there, there's your feedback. Um, and it's more of a, I mean, that's an external way uh, of, of choosing things, but the, uh, what went well, what needs work, how can I improve? This is almost the, you're right. The first step, this is your personal critique, your personal feedback you know, and having a structure to kind of move through as you either finish a piece or you're halfway through a piece or every single day you work on something, you know, what went well, what needs work, how can I improve tomorrow when I work on it again? So this kind of constant feedback loop can really help. What's interesting about this is uh, that just popped in my head, you know, Peak by Anders Ericsson, one of the essential component for um, purposeful practice is feedback. And the feedback can come from, let's say that you have a teacher um, that you're underneath, you know, that someone that's teaching you oil painting or drawing or digital art, something like that. And you're constantly working with them. So you get a constant feedback loop. Uh, and that's before you actually push your work out into the public. So I think it starts there, you know, your personal feedback. Uh, that's really important. Good point, Josh. Yeah, well, the tighter a feedback loop is, the more effective it is. Uh, that's also in Anders Ericsson's work on Peak. Um, so yeah. if you can get immediate feedback from a teacher, that's even better than uh, works like feedback from other artists on works in progress. So if, if you have a teacher, that's the ideal situation, especially if you can work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, in the event yeah. that you can't, you and I both have systems set up where we can get feedback on our own art pretty pretty immediately. Uh, so you have the, the overlays in Photoshop to check your accuracy. I do the same thing right. with my digital art, but you, you've figured out how to do it with oil paintings. And there are yeah. several ways you can go about that, but uh, actually perspective is another one where you can have immediate feedback yeah, yeah. The tighter you can make your feedback loops, the better. And critique is just one more tool in the feedback toolkit. But the the real the real value is in feedback as quickly and as often as possible, even if it hurts. So I think that's something that we really need to address though, is is the pain of feedback. It can hurt. <laughs> Um, especially yeah. when I was a young artist, feedback, like honest feedback, that really hurt. 
And it took me a long time to learn to lean into that. But that being said, there's a, there's a way to deliver feedback to make it hurt less. And there's a way to ask for feedback that will at least prepare you for the inevitable discomfort that, that right. accompanies feedback. But uh, okay. A bit of, I, I want to give a bit of history here because I love negative feedback on my work. I love uh, any feedback on my work. I would prefer that you tell me what you don't like more than what you do like. And the, the only reason why I got to there is my history was like this. Um, been an artist since I was very young and I, and I think all artists start this way when they're drawing, they want to cover it up, right? So you're drawing, you're covering, you're covering. I don't want anybody to see it because they might see it and hate it, you know? So we're, we're really fragile at that point, especially in the beginning. And I was like that for most of my life. Then I, I started, a, actually before I started a business, I went into caricature art in SeaWorld in Florida. And if you've ever experienced caricature work, especially in this setting, here's what it looks like. You sit down on your first day after, you know, a few days of just drawing, you know, your friends or whatever. And then they say, okay, we're going to throw you into the fire. <laughs> you sit down and you call someone over that wants to get a caricature done. It's usually a child with their whole family. And behind you is the thoroughfare where hundreds of thousands of people are walking by constantly. And then the family's here and you got a child sitting in front of you and you do a caricature. Before those times, I was covering my work. And then all of a sudden it was like every single line that I did, if it wasn't perfect, it was, it was everybody saw it, right? That got, got me over my fear really quickly, right? And then right after that, I went into a university that was steeped in a postmodernist idea and everything was critiqued. There was constant critique sessions. So it was a whole class looking at your piece and telling you that it sucks in some way. So that got me to a point where I understood that, well, I, you know, I had my calluses built basically. So when I get critiques I'm, and then I really learned that, oh, wow, this feedback is, is good. It's positive. And then I created a business where I was doing murals and I would get feedback like instantly, you know, the client was like, that doesn't look good or that looks great or whatever. And I, I continue to see it as helpful, but I don't want to throw people into the fire because most of them don't have that kind of background. So the, the delivery that I give individually is from a personal approach. And you talk to individuals, especially online, because most of the time we're, we're not talking to people in person, we're typing to them inside of a forum. Envision that they're right in front of you, that you're looking at, they're standing next to you, you're both looking at, your, at their piece together. And what I found is that you can always find something wonderful about what you're looking at. Even a person that's completely starting out and they're trying to draw stick figures and prepare for gesture drawing in some way, which starts out as stick figures, right? Yeah. And you know that they're starting out because it doesn't look great. It's exactly the way, way you were at the very beginning. 
And connecting with that, connecting with the personality, with the emotion within yourself will automatically take you into the, um, an, an approach of really love and caring. And I think if you, if you come from that approach, you will want to further the person in some way by giving critical responses while at the same time trying to, um, I guess, smooth out the edges on your words so they don't seem harsh in some way. There's wonder, There's so many wonderful ways to say things and there's so many you know, bad ways to say things. And figuring out how you can be critical at someone's work, yet motivate them to move forward is an art in itself. And really, uh, that just takes practice. A lot of it comes from what would I want to say to my, myself because I was there before. And I always start with what's good about it. What do I like about this? And sometimes, you know, the, the work is so, they're starting out, it's at the very beginning. The great thing about it is they actually did it and they put it up on a forum somewhere and ask someone to give information about it, which is a huge step. That's, that's massive for a lot of individuals. And so, yeah, you have to really just start from the heart, honestly. I like that. I like that a lot. So when you're, when you're interacting with people on a forum, you're sort of limited with the information that you can get immediately, uh, in person. Uh, so at affinity, we do weekly critiques. And one of the things that I've found really helpful during weekly critiques, uh, again, start with that empathy and understanding, but, uh, it's, it's really important. I think to figure out as much as you can about the feedback that the person needs. So ask a lot of questions before you start uh, going in on the critique, whether it's positive or negative feedback. Yes. But it's, you know, it's like, all right, what, what did you really love about this piece that you did? Where do you want advice on improvement? Uh, what did you like really run into challenges with so that I can help you get past those challenges? Um, but just getting that clarification yeah. before you start really trying to, uh, lend a helping hand can sometimes help because sometimes you might notice something that is so far beyond their capability to understand just because they're not at that level yet. And when you started, when you start offering that advice, it's like, well, I see here that, you know, the form doesn't turn quite right whenever they're still struggling to get clean lines, you know, it's like, okay, okay, let's, let's meet you where you're at and slowly bring you up to the mm. point that, you want to be right yeah yeah i think that one's really important too. that's a really good very good point asking questions first and in a and you know the, the, there's kind of a a separation here because we said the best way to tighten the feedback loop is to have a teacher someone you're involved with right away yeah. right and then, and then in this instance, you're asking questions of the individual. And so you're right next to them. So you have, you know, a dialogue back and forth. 
So what happens when you don't have a teacher, right? You don't have someone right there that you can constantly ask. So you, um, you start critiquing yourself. You go through the, the, the feedback loop on yourself first, and then you send it out to forums and things like that and try and get tighten the feedback loop as well as you can in a digital format. And then when I'm addressing individuals that are asking for critiques online, asking questions first is, um, I guess you could do it, but it's, they're just looking for responses right away. So if I need to ask questions, usually it's a, some response like positive, negative, um, and then ask questions and get them to have some type of dialogue within it. What I do like about Proco.com, normally where everybody's asking feedback, they're already in some kind of course. So if they're in a perspective course, uh, a robo bean or a bean course or a gesture course, you know, okay, this is what they're going for. This is where they're at. This is what they're trying to achieve, you know, exactly. But the questions I think is really, really important. And in, in the instance where you're giving feedback to individuals, you ask those questions of yourself. Okay, where is this person coming from? What are they trying to achieve? What, um, what aspects, uh, technical aspects are trying to work on? And I think a, a lot of what we're talking about so far, Josh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is technical feedback, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I tend to lean into the technical whenever it comes to critiques anyway. <laughs> I think I think the the more expressive or emotional that's in the end really going to come down to the artist and I'm not great at identifying or aligning myself with a piece of art uh whenever it comes to the emotional or the expressive side of things. I I just I never have been. Um I am like I feel it in my own art, but as far as, as, uh, as far as connecting with another artist's work in an emotional, visceral kind of way, I, I never have been, uh, very great at that. Mm. <laughs> Just takes practice. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, uh, very growth mindset oriented there. It's just, I, I've never leaned into it. I've always been very technical. Like even my personality is very technical. I can't, I, I, I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather uh, focus on my strengths than try to mitigate my weaknesses. And if, if the visceral emotional side of things is one of the things that I'm not great at, well, what could I be great at? Cause that's where I want to spend my time. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, th I think that's important. Yeah. Understanding where you're at when you're giving feedback. Yeah. If this is, you're attempting to give feedback right away, um, you can justify that to the individual. Well, I'm just starting out myself, but this is what I'm thinking. And I see that a lot on forums. Um, I'm not, I'm just a beginner, but here's what I think. And, and honestly, I think that's important too. Uh, for individuals that aren't artists and I ask for feedback, they, the first thing they say is, well, I'm not an artist, but here's what my thought is. And normally that's the kind of feedback I want, right? Um, and understanding what kind of, yeah, this is a really important point also. So 
If you take your artwork and you put it up on something like Proco.com, you're going to get technical feedback. Yeah. If you go to Artsy or, oh man, I can't think of, oh, maybe Artist Network, other forums that kind of have a broad range of technical and emotional, you, you are going to get that kind of feedback. In the beginning of your work, if you're just starting out and you're just trying to figure out, you know, drawing, paint manipulation, uh, perspective, uh, proportions, you're going to want technical feedback. If you are working on a performance piece, for example, because normally when I do what I do when I work, um, I, I have, you know, practice normally and then I have performance. I always want to be working on something that's bigger than just the practice. For those type of pieces, I would want some kind of emotional feedback. So I would go to people that I know would give me some kind of emotional feedback. Uh, local galleries and things like that are really a great place to find that emotional feedback because they don't come at your artwork from a technical perspective. They really don't care. Uh, you look at a lot of galleries, you'll see abstraction as one of the most uh, prevalent aspects of art out there. So everybody's looking for an emotional kind of response to it. And the technical's great, but depending on where you're at in your, your art journey, the technical will start to fall off honestly, and then it will get into feeling, emotion, uh, movement, uh, words that are hard to put into a visual term, um, heroic, uh, you know, musical, silent, you know, all these kind of things, you know, calm, uh, different different aspects that you can go into and this is where I I really enjoy and I'm, I'm gr grateful I have a lot of gratitude uh, as I'm thinking about it now for my history because I've had a nice uh, like I was thrown in the fire and it was all technical right <laughs> technical yeah. feedback and then when I was in a postmodernist school it was all about emotional feedback it was about the underlying layers beyond the technical you know what are you trying to say here uh, which is always important, I think. Yeah, my my education yeah, was, was more on the <laughs> no, you're fine. My education was more on the design side of things, so it stayed technical for me through through the entirety of my my art school. Um, I I don't know if I'm grateful for that or not. Honestly, it it, it is who I. It is what it is. That's my history. So, I mean, I'm not going to, I can't change it. So oh, yeah. I might as well embrace it. Um, yeah, it, it has always been very technical feedback for me. Um, and that's still the feedback that I'm comfortable offering is also technical. Hmm. Um, earlier, you mentioned something that I thought we could really dig into, though. Before, before you put your work up, you were saying, you know, how can we get those feedback loops for ourselves? And then I think it's also important since, especially online, there's not much opportunity for a back and forth dialogue. Online, I think it's it's also important to ask for advice in a very specific way to get the highest quality critique. Mm -hmm. So if, if the critiquer, 
the the person offering feedback isn't able to sit there and have a dialogue with you about you know what what is it that you're looking for then you need to try to be specific when you're asking for the feedback so when you post a piece of art ideally right. it's a work in progress and not a finished piece um because a finished piece you can get valuable information about that uh, about what you can do differently next time but a work in progress that tightens the feedback loop so that you can implement immediately. So that's my first bit of advice on receiving feedback is post your works in progress. It's the stuff that you're not going to be super proud of, but it's the area where you have the most opportunity to improve. Um, second piece of advice would be be open about what you're struggling with. You know what that is better than anyone else will. So let people know, be like, I'm really having trouble breaking this habit of chicken scratching my lines. How do I get more confidence in my strokes? Or I'm really having trouble doing visual measuring. What am I doing wrong? Here's my process. But the more specific you can be about what you're struggling with and what feedback you want, the better the advice you're going to get is going to be. So, so be specific. Um, those are those are my two big tips. What do you have? What do you have as far as getting quality feedback online? You know, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is huge. And and I, I'm bad at this because I've I've actually started putting my work in the forum. And I think the last three times I put work out there, I was like, "What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I've been getting feedback that has been very unhelpful. But if you can structure your question, you'll get much more helpful feedback. You're right, directed feedback. There's been several, just very minimal individuals that have asked specific questions about a piece and I'm am able to answer, I, I feel so much better of what they're looking for rather than just coming from you know a, a completely different uh, stance than what they need. So that's, that's really important. I'm actually excited for you to try that out yeah. then. Like for your next, the, the next post you make, I want you to ask for something specific just to see what the forums do. Right. I mean, I bet you'll get much higher quality yeah. responses. Ooh, this cabin is getting cold, yeah, that's cold, be... cold since that heater stopped working. It died oh, right no. before this call. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pour your hot coffee on yourself. You'll be you'll be warm for just a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, I held my headphones in cold. front of my propane heater up here for a few minutes before I put them on my head because my headphones were just ice cold. I wasn't about to put that on my bald head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, so next time I'm going to try and get directed feedback. And what's interesting is as I'm giving responses here, I was thinking, you know, I'm I'm at a point in my artistic career where, you know, for pieces like what's behind me right here, I'm looking for what kind of emotional response do you have? I'm looking for, I'm not really looking for technical, right? I'm looking for, are you interested in this? Is it um, striking for you in the composition? But I I still think I can have better conversations or or better questions with that. But now I'm asking the question, am I putting it on the right forum? Because I'm putting it on a technical forum, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not getting much feedback is because, yeah, it's in a, a technical place. <laughs> Pick the forum that you, that works best for you. That could be uh, a, a good, I guess, practical tip here. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so make sure that you're seeking feedback from the right place. I mean, it, it it's almost like asking a plumber, hey, what do you think about the roofing job that they did here? You know, <laughs> they're both right. in construction, but. And another thing, I, I just thought of something because I practice this. If, if you're putting work out there and you're asking for feedback, give feedback first. So go to a forum, go to some place, you know, if it's digital in some way, go there and practice giving feedback that you would like to receive or in a structure you would like to receive first. So provide value to the community first and then put your pieces up there and ask structured questions on what kind of feedback you would like, right? I think that, yeah, that's, that's probably one of my bigger tips is provide value first. There's so many individuals out there that are just, you know, give me, give me, give me. Don't undervalue your opinion, uh, no matter how early you are in your journey of mastery or whatever. Uh, your opinion really does matter to lots of individuals, you know, and get good practice at giving feedback. I think it's really important. Actually, the, so in Buddhism, they talk a lot about beginner's mind. And especially as experienced artists we forget what that is sometimes like sometimes being able to play with that idea of just having fun and and playing with our art we forget what that is and and having an actual beginner look at our art and offer feedback that's enlightening sometimes i, I really enjoy it honestly yeah. <laughs> yes because it, it does help us go back to the foundation sometimes. And it's like, oh, I see why you would think that. I remember thinking that. Why don't I think that anymore? Yeah. So so never, never undervalue your own opinions uh, whenever it comes to offering critiques. Because everyone does have something to offer. That, that was a really good point, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, and you're right. It's eye-opening when you have... Individuals that aren't artists just give their opinion on a piece. A lot of times they're coming from personal interactions and that's what I enjoy. You know, I had one individual at the show that I'm showing right now, they responded to a particular drawing because it was of, uh, of a first nation individual and a hummingbird. It was, uh, my rendition of Pocahontas. Yeah. And they responded really well to that because they had a lot of history involved in uh, First Nations and even the Hummingbird. And so this person really responded to it. And we had a wonderful conversation. And then uh, I have a self-portrait of myself. It's right after my kidney transplant. And it's the title of it is Who Is This? And I'm kind of like in this zombie mode in front of a mirror, right? And and I'm very vascular. I have lots of veins that you can see, especially in that photo. And I and I ex I wanted to uh, in that painting really bring that out because when you're in the hospital, it's all always about getting poked with needles and stuff like this. So not a fun experience, but 
the critique that I got from that, because I actually, I put that piece into the, the gallery months ago and it was declined. And I'm like, what? It's, it's a wonderful painting. I mean, they accepted all these other paintings. And she gave me feedback. This was a person that, that decided to decline that piece. And she thought, uh, because the, the way it looked, she didn't realize the history behind it. She thought that it was um, drug related. And they didn't want that in the gallery. They didn't want uh, that kind of aspect in, in the gallery because it's it's more of a hometown kind of gallery thing, right? And I was really like blown apart. I was like, wow, that's amazing because I could understand completely how they would think that. And it, it led me to, uh, you know, add a parenthesis to the end of the title, you know, post-kidney transplant yeah. <laughs> to give a little bit more information. So it was a bit too esoteric in the title, but... Yeah. Talk about enlightening. Uh, it really kind of got me out of my space from one box into a completely other box or no box at all. And I was coming from it from a different angle, you know, through their perspective. So pretty amazing. Yeah. Valuable. Very valuable. Very. Let's talk about let's talk about actually receiving feedback with grace. Because we've talked about about how to ask for feedback. We've talked about uh, providing feedback. And we've talked about some of our personal experiences receiving feedback. Well, you have. I haven't really. Well, yeah. I've talked about receiving feedback from beginners. <laughs> but what about the feedback that hurts? How do you... You mentioned that you you got into caricature art at... Did you say SeaWorld? Yeah, it sea was World? SeaWorld in Florida. Yeah. That's... That is very, very, very brave, sir. I don't, I don't think I could handle that myself. Um, it's fun. <laughs> I mean, well, after the fact, you can say it's fun, but when you're into it, down to the mail, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's um, that's that's scary. Like, even going into tattoo art, that was that was the first time that. Like I'd done graphic design before and that didn't even seem as terrifying as tattoos for me. Tattoos, like really? you're sitting there doing art on someone's skin and they turn into a walking billboard when they leave. <laughs> that was scary for me. So I, I, I have a taste of what it was like for you doing caricature art because again, it's, it's live artwork. That is, that is like, beyond what most artists will ever really experience is doing artwork live in front of your subject or in front of your client. That's always, that was, that was a whole new level of, of feedback for me, because if the client doesn't like it, they're right there, you know, <laughs> exposure. Yeah. Exposure. You feel so exposed. <laughs> um, so I think that helped me a lot. Uh, group feedback or group critiques in college. That was a really interesting experience for me, especially as an 18 year old me. I wasn't ready for that. I was not. Uh, so all through middle school, high school, even some of grade school, like I would do my art and then I would show my art and then I would get that reassurance, not the feedback, but the reassurance. My teachers, right. On the other hand, gave me feedback, but it was never in a group setting. It was always like written report. Here's what you can do better, or here's some guidance. It was never in front of everyone right. else. 
this isn't what you need to be doing. This is so that going from high school to college was a super uh, uncomfortable situation for me. It sounds like you handled that uh, terrifying moment through work at SeaWorld before you went to college. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, I was thrown in the fire before that. So I was kind of prepared for, you know, really bad critical feedback. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much advice here except to lean into the discomfort. I mean, the, the only way you're going to grow as an artist is to seek negative feedback. And that sounds really counterintuitive because as humans, we want to avoid discomfort. That's, that's part of our biological programming, but to get better, we have to become uncomfortable. So my, my only real advice there is to look for negative feedback. And anytime you receive unsolicited advice, take that advice because that means someone noticed something that you were doing so wrong that they had to say something without you asking for it. (laughs) Right. Uh, I, I got, I have several little pieces of feedback here from personal experience and experience from other artists receiving feedback, especially at the beginning. Good, good, good. And the first piece of advice that, that I would say is don't quantify their feedback with your negativity. And what I mean, give you an example, because I've done this forever, right? And, and only recently have I kind of gotten away from it. You'll, you'll be in front of your piece with another person or, um, yeah, and this is in a personal setting and they'll say whatever they say, positive, negative, whatever. And normally what comes out is, yeah, I could have done so much better on that. I'm so, you know, the perspective's all wrong here, or this is negative or whatever. It's so much better just to accept the first thing that I feel we should say is thank you for that. I really appreciate your feedback. Thank you. The thank you comes first. Thank you. Because it's, it is important. Whether you hate what they said or it's completely off topic or whatever, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, that is probably one of the most important things that, you know, have gratitude for a person that actually wants to stand up and tell you something about your piece. I think that's that's really important because um, I've been bad at it myself and sometimes I find myself just talking about how bad the piece is and <laughs> not even listening to what they actually said, right? So thank you starts first. The next thing is when you receive lots of negativity, understand that it's art is based in opinion, right? It's all subjective. Um, Except, I mean, in in lots of instances, on a technical side, it will be objective. As I'm comparing the reference with what you've drawn, the head is too large for the body. That's objective. And you could say, oh, okay, I can totally see the size differential, you know, the size difference there. So that's something definitely objectively I need to correct. When you show a piece and someone says, it kind of looks like tree bark on their skin, uh, which I've had a response to on, on my pieces, you know, my response there is like, wow, thank you. I never even thought about it in that way. 
and then you, you translate it internally. But the next thing that comes out isn't, well, I was trying to do this and trying to do that, but it's more of a, a thank you. Yeah. Let's see if we can remember everything. Some active recall, sir. Active recall. Active recall. <laughs> you want me to start out. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll start. I'll start. So let's see. We we were going for giving and receiving feedback. We started with the giving of Hamburger. feedback. So ask questions if possible. If you can't ask clarifying questions, try to clarify what the artist that you're providing feedback to try to clarify in your own mind what they might need. Offer critique mm -hmm. in a sandwich once you have some clarity. So offer positive feedback, which is sort of like reassurance, but point out what you actually like in the art. Point out what could be improved based on where they are as an artist. And then uh, give advice on where to move forward. So what do you like? What needs work? And how can they get better? Um, right. That's what I got for providing feedback. Does that sound pretty close? Yeah, awesome. that's, that's pretty close. I would say start with yourself first. I mean, if you're, if you're looking for feedback on your piece, give feedback to yourself first by asking the same questions. What went well? What needs work? What can I improve upon? Uh, face the negativity and don't hide from it, especially in your own pieces, definitely. So yeah, personal feedback and then external feedback. Make sure it follows uh, reassurance, practical response, you know, a practical uh, thing. And then keep going also is another thing we talked about. Yeah, definitely keep going. Um, all of that was built into this idea of a feedback loop. So lean methodology applied to art is you make something, you test that thing. So you show people, you get feedback and iterate. Um, yeah. And tighten that loop. Yeah. Tighten as much that as loop as much as you can. If you can find a teacher, great. If you can't find ways to get immediate feedback on your art, uh, Chris and I both use overlays of photographs to test our accuracy. Um, yes. That's a whole process, which we could probably do an entire episode on, but we'll talk about that some other time. Tighten the feedback loop. Find a right. teacher. If you can't, get critiques. All right. What else? Receiving feedback. First off, say thank you. I appreciate your opinion. That's number one. Uh, don't try and quantify everything you're doing. Take the feedback and then learn from it. You can learn from any piece of feedback. Yeah. Oh, and embrace discomfort. <laughs> embrace, yes. Embrace the discomfort of the feedback, the giving and the receiving. This Ooh. is where growth happens. You make a valid point there. Offering feedback can be very uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. I never really thought about that, but yeah, yeah. Putting yourself out there and being like, this is what I think about your art. That's very uncomfortable too, but embrace that. And finally, requesting feedback. If you're requesting feedback, this isn't the receiving part. This is actually right before you receive it. 
but if you're requesting feedback, try to be as specific as possible about what feedback you want. Um, also, make right. sure you're requesting feedback from the right people in the right place, depending mm -hmm. on where you're at on your path. Yeah, having an understanding of where they're going to come from. Is it a technical group or is it psychological, postmodernists, fun, emotional group? There you go. Yeah. I think that wrapped it up really nicely. I think so too. Awesome. Hopefully you guys can get a, a lot of practical learning out of this episode. Let us know. Definitely. Let us know. Offer us some feedback in the comments. Um, we want to know how we can make this podcast better. Um, if there was something right. off about our delivery, please let us know. We will embrace that discomfort. <laughs> yes. I like the negative feedback and the positive. And the positive. I like them all. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Take it easy, everyone. All right. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris. As always, fun, fun conversation. And I will see you uh, probably on Zoom here in just a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Cut. <laughs>